Welcome everyone to episode 8 of Down to Play. I'm your host Dapper Tux, along with... Next Gen Player. For this show, we'll be giving our review of Ghost of Tsushima, the latest game from Sucker Punch on PlayStation 4. We will also share our impressions of the announcements from Ubisoft's event, Ubisoft Forward. Now, let's get down to business with Ghost of Tsushima's review. Just a quick note, I have not yet had a chance to actually play the game, so Paul is going to be our resident expert for today. So I'm going to be asking him in a Q&A format his thoughts around the game. Let's get down to business with the essentials. So, Paul, based on your experience with the game, how long is it? So Ghost of Tsushima um, does not have an in-game timer, so I actually am not sure how long it took me to beat it. Uh, I estimated how long, um, and I, I assume it's around 40 hours. That's based on the number of days I played and the average amount of hours I played um, per day. And um, yeah, so 40 hours to, uh, to complete the game. How much of the game did you complete? So I actually managed to complete 100%. Um, I'm, I'm super excited. Wow, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, usually before reviews, I, there's, there's a handful of collectibles or, or side missions or something that I just haven't got. But I was able to get uh, all main missions, all side missions, all collectibles, and 100% map completion. So woohoo, go me. <laughs> all right, so the big burning question, it's, it's, it's following a tough act. Would you say that this game is better than The Last of Us Part 2? I think a lot of PlayStation gamers are going to be asking themselves that question. Um, it's, it's, it's like the biggest question of the year, which, which one's going to be better? <laughs> um, in my opinion, I actually liked uh, The Last of Us Part 2. Um, better than ghost of tsushima but with that said there's definitely aspects of ghost that are better than the last of us part two and there's elements of the last of us part two that are better than ghost so um i mean ultimately it's just going to be your opinion um it, it, they're they're almost equal in quality i would say um i just uh i just thought that certain elements of the last of us part two slightly edge out uh ghost of tsushima but um you know, both of them are excellent games, and and if you're a PlayStation gamer, you're not going to want to miss them. I we know with The Last of Us Part Two that there was a, a new game plus. Is there a new game plus mode for Ghosts of Tsushima? So I don't think so. I, I beat the game, and it didn't give me any indication that there was a new game plus. So, um, you after you beat the game, you can uh, then go back, and the entire map is open for you to explore. So you can. Um, if there's any side missions that you didn't complete, you can complete them. If there's any collectibles that you miss, you can go back and collect them. So you can definitely go back um, and, uh, and you know, 100% complete your game. But in terms of starting again new with all of your uh, acquired weapons and skills and all that, as, as far as I can tell, that's not in the game. And in terms of the parts of the games that you really enjoyed, what, what, are, what are some things that stood out to you? There's so many things I love about Ghost of Tsushima. Like, it's, uh, I, I, I'm going to try to get through my list as fast as I can because there's just so many things that that I loved, but um, the first thing that I, I mean, everyone knows this, everyone who's seen the trailers knows this, the setting is beautiful. Now, I've been to Japan so many times, and the thing is, like, I mean, it should be pretty apparent that Japan is not this beautiful. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, Japan is, I mean, it's, so far it's the most beautiful country I've ever visited, it's just absolutely serene um and and so much uh diversity of of, of um of, of like of their ecosystem so um like uh but like ghost of tsushima definitely 
puts like packs all these beautiful things into this super small island that you're on right Tsushima it's actually a pretty big island to explore but I mean in comparison to uh, the Japan mainland it's pretty small but um but yeah I mean like anything from the the beautiful pagodas which are the like the traditional um, Japanese buildings the shoji sliding doors I mean like oh man it's just uh, it, it's hard to describe like on a podcast but just like sliding the these doors back and forth like you feel like you're in japan and it just gives you such a good feeling right and the bamboo forest the shinto shrines i mean gorgeous 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 shrines the japanese castles i mean oh holy geez these castles look so nice um and they've got the hot springs right i've actually been to a few hot springs in japan and oh man it's it's the most relaxing thing you could possibly imagine it um, you, all the hot springs in Japan are like, they're surrounded by, by wilderness and you're outside and, oh man, and you, you've got all that in spades in this game. And then just like everything else, like the rushing waterfalls, the, the swaying plants, um, the lush biomes, like there's just so much like it, there's grasslands, there's foothills, there's pastures, there's rivers, there's mountains, waterfalls, forests, swamps, marshes, cliffs, beaches. Like, I mean, like you name it, it's in there. And this is definitely one of the best looking game worlds I've ever seen. It, it is absolutely jaw dropping and gamers that like taking photos, um, man, they're going to have such a field day with this game. Oh, that's me. I, I love exploring like photo mode and I'm still going back in Last of Us 2 just to, you know, snap pictures here and there. So it's exciting to hear about that for 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 ghosts that it has just this unbelievable nailed the japanese ecosystem virtually in such a cool way and yeah this this summer with so many travel restrictions in place uh my family we love to travel every summer and japan was on our list again this year you know covid we can't travel so this sounds like a pretty welcome experience at this point for me personally so i can't wait to jump in when i get the opportunity here's a just a little taste of how beautiful this game is so most Sony games have a, a photo mode and in the photo modes you can like you can arrange the shots and you can you can add filters and borders and all this stuff like you can really make your games look super pretty. Um, Ghost of Tsushima does have a photo mode and I, I, I certainly used it and, and tried it out but the game itself is so vibrant so colorful and so beautiful I would go as far to say that just like the environment itself is as beautiful as a photo mode in in other games. <laughs> like you like you don't have to add filters. Like the 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 sunsets are the the most amazing crimson reds you've ever seen and then you wake up and the sun rises are are like blindingly beautiful bright um yellow colors, right? Like it's just the the way the moon glistens off the rivers, like the way the rain falls, everything is so picturesque. It's basically like a walking picture mode. That's how beautiful this game is. <laughs> um, yeah, it's unbelievable. And the the one thing that I love, um, dynamic weather system, holy is it amazing. I, I mean, a lot of games have it, but this one, I would say this is probably the best rain and the best thunder I've ever seen. You could, you look off in the distance and you, you see like individual thunderbolts coming down and you hear the crack of them hitting trees. And, oh, it's just like, it's just mind blowing how, how amazing it is. And then um, just like the way everything moves in this game, it is just like, you're never sitting. Like, even if, if you yourself, Jin, the character is sitting down doing something, 
the world around you, like the, there's the wind is blowing, the trees are moving, the the grass and the shrubs and the flowers are swaying, and it's just oh, like it's just absolutely gorgeous to see. Um, and I the one thing that that's really interesting about this game too, I think a lot of people are, are going to love it. Some people might not like it, but I I loved it. The navigation system, there's no waypoints really. I mean, the way it works is is you just you pick a spot that you want to travel to. So you go to your map and you pick like a city or a castle that you want to go to. And then the wind blows you in the direction. Like you, it's just the, it's like you see a field that's full of flowers and, and plants and you see like the wind waves, like blowing them up and down. And it just looks amazing. And you, you just follow the wind and it, it's, it, it's like, it's just such a unique way of doing it. Um, but again, like some people might not like it because it it doesn't it doesn't like there's not actually a mini map on your main screen, so you can't always 100% tell like am I going the exact right direction? Um, you just have to sort of like follow nature <laughs> and and get yourself uh, to where you're going. And speaking of nature too, like the thing that I love about this game is that it's so alive in terms of of animals and and creatures that you see. I I mean, I spent. I actually chased um, about 50 different foxes. Um, they, they lead you to different shrines. Um, and like, you'll, you'll find a fox just hanging around a tree and it will take you on this journey. Like it'll just run and you follow it and it'll take you up like, um, like hidden pathways through the mountains and like, you know, cool, unique spots in the forest. And it's just like, it's like you and I've, I probably spent a good two hours just hanging out with the foxes and, and petting the foxes, right? Like this is, this is what the game's about. Like you, and, and not only, only that, but I mean, like there's also creatures um, like the golden birds, right? And the golden birds will, will tell you where objects of interest are. And you'll hear the noise. You'll hear like the chirping of the bird in front of you. And you'll spend like a minute and a half just chasing this bird it, it'll it'll go up a cliff and you have to climb up the cliff and then it, it'll jump down the other side of the cliff and you've got to jump down you, you just follow the bird and then uh eventually it'll just like settle down and and then you'll be like whoa like it, it's a hot spring <laughs> right like they'll they'll lead you to all these gorgeous 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 locations um and it's just like that's like the biggest thing with this game it's just the presence right it's 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 being in this wonderful beautiful land and just like indulging in in the japanese-ness of all this right like it's like you're you're not going to see like beautiful waterfalls like this anywhere else you're not going to see architecture like this anywhere else it's just beautiful beautiful japanese um uh scenery and and, and uh, architecture um and yeah and and there's like again like i don't want to beat this uh um too much but there's there's just so many different plants like i don't like if you've been to japan and you've seen like the uh um some of the some of the trees like the japanese pines and the and the japanese cedars like some like a lot of japanese trees are are like super crooked right and they they're like you don't even know how they're standing up like it some some trees actually even go horizontal for a little while and then turn back upwards right and you see all this like you see like most games just have a tree but this game has a tree that you're like, okay, I need to take a photo with this tree, right? The tree is, is so gorgeous. Um, so aside from all that, like, the, the man, the, the nature and, and just the beauty of this world, I also like the combat system. Um, it's, it, it's so deep and 
anyone who liked, I would say it's probably um, closest to maybe like the old Assassin's Creed game. So if you like those games, it's, it's pretty similar. But um, there's a bunch of different stances um, that you have. So um, there's there's different enemy types. Like there's spearmen, there's uh, there's uh, swordmen, there's uh, shieldmen, and there's brutes. And each one of them. Um, you if you change your stance up um you can you can have a combat advantage against them so the game is like it's all about looking at your enemy and saying like oh that guy's got a spear so i gotta switch to that stance but then the guy on my left is a, a swordsman so i gotta switch to another stance really quick um and like even within like a two or three minute battle you might change your stance 25 different times and it seems cumbersome but it's not like you just hold the the right trigger and then you can you can select a different stance so i i found it like really acrobatic and and really finessed fighting and and i was just sort of like rolling between enemies like stabbing one changing stances rolling to the next one stabbing the next one um and uh and then there's like there's some pretty deep um um uh skill trees that you can you can build up so you start out with just like you know basic attacks but you can you can learn combos and you can do like uh um you can develop your assassination skills and all this stuff right um another thing i love about the game is there is a thing called standoff and standoff is 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 awesome so when you see a group of enemies you can like you can obviously run in and, and, and attack them or you can uh, stealth kill them but standoff is the option where you can like literally call out to them and be like hey like come fight me <laughs> right so you can like you can like call the enemy like hey get over here right and then uh it's and this is like totally the samurai way right because like this is the thing i won't like really get into many of the story beats but like the main story is is like Jin is a samurai and Jin has to learn whether or not being a samurai is the right thing right because samurais have honor and Honor is not necessarily the right way to go in, in this particular world because the Mongols have invaded Tsushima and the Mongols are ruthless. The Mongols will do whatever it takes to, to, to get what they want. They'll, they'll, they'll burn people. They'll, they'll kill them uh, from behind. They'll do like deceptive ways of, of destroying lives. And, and, and the samurai way is like, you know, you have to face your opponent face to face and you've got to have like a duel and you've got to fight with honor, right? So the standoff is pretty much that. Like you can you can fight with honor, you can be the samurai. And then you have like mini duels with with guys um and it's just like the duels are so fun. Like they're it's it's tense. Like what you do is you hold the button and then you have to wait for the enemy to rush at you and then you let go of your button and if you if you do at the right time then you kill them. But the enemies might also like fake out, right? So they they like half lunge at you. So it's like it's super tense. Like you got to play the game to really experience it, but it's super tense. Um, and I love that. Um, and the other thing too is like the assassinations are so good. Like that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like the original Assassin's Creed games, where where like I just like I I I would go into villages and it would have thirty Mongols and I try to take them all out stealth. And you can act, the best thing is you can upgrade your assassinations and you can uh, you can chain your assassinations. So like imagine you're Jin, you're on this like beautiful Japanese pagoda building, right? You're looking down, you're you're seeing three Mongols that are just hovered over a fire camp, and you can you can like basically ping them all and you can assassinate all three. And it's like, and he'll, like, Jin will jump down with his katana, 
you know, slice one up and then he'll like, he'll turn like in this really dramatic, the, the screen actually, or the, the action kind of slows down to, to, you know, you know, really capture the moment and you just take out three guys, right? Like all in a matter of a couple of seconds and they never had a chance. And like, you feel like you were like the most powerful person ever, right? Like you just took out a mini army with it. Um, and you can just keep on doing that. You can like keep on chaining your, your, uh, um, your assassinations together. So yeah, a lot of fun. Um, another thing that I really loved in the game is is uh, they actually there's like there's enemy duels, but then there's like more dramatic boss duels. And again, it's one of those things you're gonna have to play the game to really like understand what I'm saying. But but uh, like the duels are really really intense, and they have like they have close up shots of of Jin and your opponent. And the duels always begin by by Jin pulling out his katana. It's actually um, it's like holstered in in the uh, um like holstered up and like he just he basically like flicks out his katana with his thumb and it makes this clicking sound and it's like that that's like that's the sound that battles on right and it's like i must have seen that that clicking animation 20 times and i'm just like you're just waiting for it. like come on jin come on you can do it and then uh and then like yeah he pulls out his katana and then uh and then you have like dramatic duels um and the duels are like super nice too because the they the duels they they usually take place in beautiful areas. So you'll you'll be like in like hot springs, or you'll be in in like uh, Japanese rivers that have candles floating along on them, or you'll you'll have duels in front of waterfalls and duels in front of like uh, you know uh, like uh, trees that are, are are like bright red leaves that are falling all over the place. And as you're running through the battlefield, you know leaves kick up everywhere, right? So it's just. Again, like it's just beautiful and so much attention to detail. Um, anyone who likes samurai movies is gonna have an absolute field day with this game. Yeah, I heard there's um, a black and white mode that you can actually play as. That really, that really interested me. So you did talk about the explosive color and interesting elements like that, but there is an option where you can play the game completely in black and white. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, there there is. Um, you can actually toggle it on or off at any point, so it'll give you the option at the beginning of the game. But you can uh, like partway through, you can do it. So I definitely did. Um, I decided that I wanted to play the game without the filter because it's just so vibrant. Like their colors, you'll you'll look out on over a cliff and you'll see like uh blue. You'll see you'll see blue lavender all all across the field, and you'll see red trees over to your left and yellow trees to your right and a waterfall in front of you right and i wanted like soak in that beautiful color but um but i like i definitely want to go back and replay this game in like 100 percent. actually i did the uh the english uh voice track as well so i want to go back and have like that like totally authentic samurai experience black and white japanese voice track so that's definitely uh um when i have time i got lots of games to review but when i got time i'm definitely going back um the one thing that I want wanted to say that I loved about this game, and this is this is a pretty bold claim, but I'm gonna say that this is this game has the best side missions since The Witcher 3. It's anyone who plays this game and just does the gen missions to complete it, they're robbing themselves of the best experiences this game has to offer. Like essentially the way it works, it's almost like I always picture it kind of like the Lord of the Rings. Like you're you you start out uh, as Frodo and, and you have to like, you have to gather your army, right? So the Mongols have come, you, you're you alone, you need to gather your army, right? And as as Jin gathers his, his army, um, you're going to meet all these amazing characters. 
And um, most of the characters have anywhere from, say, like uh, five to about nine different uh, side missions. And you will learn the most amazing things about your support characters. You'll you'll learn things about them that are going to surprise you. Um, and it's it, it they just fully round out who these characters are. So if you like, I'm just trying to imagine because I went through all the side missions. If I didn't play these side missions, I would have just thought these are like you know pretty ordinary one dimensional characters. But going through the side missions, you're gonna really understand who these characters are. Um, and uh, and it's just like it's it's an absolute must. Um, the thing is too is that like everything in this game is voice acted as well, right? So, um, again, it's another another thing that I loved about this game. It, even when you're talking with, like, some random villager that says, like, oh, my, my son got kidnapped by the Mongols. I, I, I need you to save my son, right? You'll, you'll, so you'll do that, of course, but you'll go for a walk with this random NPC and you'll chat for two minutes along. Like, sometimes you're riding your horse. Sometimes you're going for a walk. Like... No character in this game, even even the random NPCs, nobody is just like a disposable character. Every every character has has history, has things they want to tell you. Um, they 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 have like you know concerns and, and worries that you have to you have to listen to. Um, and so yeah, it's just you know like I said, I mean in most games, if I just see someone like some random NPC crying for help, it just it feels like it's a side mission that you just have to complete to to complete it. But this one actually felt like intrinsically motivated, right? Like that there's a there's a woman in a burning house, and I I gotta save her because like her son and and daughter are outside crying, and and I I can't live to see them cry, right? So you like I don't know, I I felt so connected to everybody that I met, um, and it's it's really a testament to how fleshed out these characters are. Um, another thing that I love about this game is there's uh, there's Shinto shrines, um, in 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 this that uh, that you have to like essentially climb up to, um, and you have to pray to. Um, again, these are like side missions, so you don't really have to, but I definitely recommend it. But the thing I loved about the Shinto shrines is it's basically it's like uh, mini Uncharted. Like you just imagine the climbing sections in Uncharted. Um, but imagine that in this beautiful world of Tsushima. So you're like, you're climbing around waterfalls and you're climbing like a, a, down the cliff sides to the ocean. You're, you're climbing, uh, like in and around Japanese castles. Like there's just like, it's just so beautiful and, and, and so much fun, um, to, to climb around and, and, and you know, reach the pinnacle of these summits so that you can pray to the shrine, the shrines. Um, so that was a real highlight. Um, and speaking of that, once you're at the top of these shrines, the one thing that, that is absolutely impressive in, in this game is the draw distance. I think it's the best draw distance I've ever seen. Like, I can't even believe it's happening on a PS4. Like, in most games, um, at, like, either either the, there's pop-up or when you look far out, there's, like, there's mist to kind of, like, to shade the details of things far off. Not in Ghost of Tsushima. Once you climb up a mountain, you can look and and things five miles north of you look just as clear as things that are five feet in front of you right like it's just there it's, it's breathtaking it's it's like I, I i sometimes climbed cliffs just to look out <laughs> and take a photo um so yeah draw distance is just uh amazing um and the other thing too like um the the fast travel in this game is actually fast like i again like this is an impressive impressive development 
Um, usually games like this, it might take you 30 seconds or a minute between fast travel. Uh, some of the, the fast travel times took me five seconds to travel from like, like top to bottom across the island, right? Um, I, I would say the average is probably about 10 seconds. Um, but still, like even 10 seconds is, is not that long for, for these types of games. So very, very impressive. A um, couple of last things I loved about the game. One was the gear. I just, I love dressing Jin. You can dress him up in these cool hats and, and headbands and masks and outfits. So like definitely take the opportunity to, um, to explore that. Some of them give them uh, little perks so you can, uh, um, you know, it's not just the aesthetics that, that you change. Um, but yeah, some really, and there's some really funny ones. I won't get into them, but there's some funny outfits that you can wear as well. Um, and I just like, the other thing, I, I, I love the story. I mean, the, like a lot of people are probably going to think this is a story about a samurai. Um, and it is kind of, I mean, I mean like Jin is a samurai, but it's really about becoming an un-samurai. Like it's about, <laughs> it's about unlearning, right? It's about the samurai way is not going to work. And I got to figure out new tactics and new ways to make sure that I survive and that my island survives. And it's just, it's, it's just such a wonderful story. Like, and, 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 and like, there's a lot of drama and conflict, right? Because obviously, um, you know, Jin struggles with this and then people around him, right? He's got, he's got, uh, he's got people around him that expect him to be a samurai. And, and of course, some people are not going to like that he it doesn't want to be a samurai in in the traditional way but then there's other folks that are that recognize like maybe Jin's way is the right way like maybe maybe we have to change up our tactics right so it's just yeah there's just a lot of of conflicts um both you know like you know in your face conflicts with the mongols but also internal conflicts as well and i thought um i thought overall the story was fantastic so there's apparently a lot to love with the game. Uh, what were some things that, uh, that that sort of took away from the experience or that you disliked about the game? There's a, a few things I didn't like about the game. Overall, I don't think it really took uh, too much away from it. But um, but definitely the one thing that I didn't like was uh, I thought the intro was actually a lot slower than what I expected. With Sony games, they they tend to grab me right away. Um, like they're very character driven, and uh, and I and I like when I played Days Gone or, or God of War or Spider Man, like I I immediately love these characters right away and. I couldn't wait to uh, to experience it. With Ghost of Tsushima, it was kind of weird, actually. I would say it took me maybe three or four hours before I even liked some of the characters, including Jin, right? Like, they... they I, I don't want to get into, like, any spoilers, but, um, but you don't really learn about these characters until a little bit later on in the game, right? Like, you're... Um, it takes a little while. So it's kind of a slow burn. Um, I would say it ended up being one of the best stories of the gen. So it, it definitely uh, opens up. But um, don't like, yeah, don't judge the story by the initial couple hours. That's that's my uh, caveat to people. Um, there was a little bit of clipping when I was jumping. Like sometimes I, I would I would jump um, and uh, get sort of stuck in a wall, and then the game would reset. Like I I just died. So didn't happen all that much. Maybe ten times um, throughout the forty hours that I was playing. But definitely something worth noting. Um, I would say. The one, like, graphically, everything looks amazing, but the one downside with this is the, the character models um, for most of the NPCs. The, the cutscenes are great, so you're going to like them, but just, just the regular NPCs, um, they look sort of like low-res compared to, um, say, like, The Last of Us. I, I, I honestly think The Last of Us 2 spoiled me, <laughs> because I think the, the NPCs in Ghost of Tsushima look similar to other NPCs that I would have seen in, in other games uh, throughout the gen. But just when you compare it to The Last of Us, where every character, every NPC looked 
absolutely amazing and then you see the characters in ghost you're like oh that doesn't look as good so um but again like the cutscenes are good so that, so that's at least uh, one um you know uh, a positive uh, part of that the other thing too is like the lip syncing so even like with the last of us every every character um their facial expressions are like exactly what you would expect when someone's talking or or uh, or the way that they're feeling or thinking but um but the lip syncing is just it's a little bit off right so um again like i think the last of us spoiled me because i probably wouldn't even have cared about half these things um if i didn't had if i didn't just come off playing the last of us but uh but definitely worth noting um and the other thing too is that that the the side missions and the enemy types are a little bit samey right like for example like there's a lot of missions where you have to track footprints on the ground right and i must have tracked geez 25 different footprints like it's just every hour i'm tracking a, a new footprint um and there and the enemies i mean like there is really i think only four main types of enemies and then you've got the bosses um so yeah it's you, like you'll just you'll be fighting the same types of mongols over and over and over and over again and combat is is great so um you know it's not not a huge knock to it but um yeah again kind of just kind of samey so i would have liked a little bit more variety in, uh, on on both of them so all of this considered what would you give ghost of tushima as an overall score i would say for me a nine and a half out of ten it's I, the last of us i gave it 10 out of 10 this one's not quite as good in my opinion um but it's still a nine and a half it's still a must play it's still one of the best games like certainly one of the best open world games of the gen um and every playstation fan should play this game that's that's just it like it's it's like the last of us and ghost together like what a swan song for the ps4 era it's uh it's been pretty incredible like what an amazing summer for playstation i don't think you could ask really for for much more for the sort of final summer of the uh, of the of the ps4 right or you know or before it passes the baton to the ps5 in the fall but uh wow it's absolutely incredible i'm extremely excited to check it out when i get a get an opportunity um but now really something to look forward to that's for sure so speaking of memorable summers uh we've We've had Ubisoft's Forward uh, recently take place in lieu of their actual traditional E3 show, in-person E3 show with what's been going on with the uh, with COVID-19. So a lot of a lot of hype around this event. Uh, we got a, a look at Watch Dogs Legion, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, their newly announced Battle Royale shooter Hyperspace, and finally the big announcement, the big surprise that I do feel was spoiled and I really wish it wasn't ahead of the event was, was Far Cry 6. Break down uh, each of the games and uh, what we can expect come, uh, come this fall and beyond. The first game in the showcase we got to look at was Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, I really enjoyed the way they kicked it off. Uh, they showed a, a short film around, around the actual game. So it wasn't in-game footage, but it was this Danny Boyle snatch slash watchdogs legion remix and it was it was like this sensorial overload which was which was pretty a uh, pretty wild way to kick off the game but as we all know the game takes place in london and the big change from the previous watchdogs titles is that you're not one central protagonist but you can recruit any npc in the game world as a playable character big shout out to ubisoft toronto who is the primary lead developer on it um and during the event we got an extended look at gameplay with the actual mechanic of being able to sort of play as any NPC, which is really, 
was, was quite interesting. Got a look at a few gadgets. We got a juicy tidbit around the fact that once the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X drop, both consoles will support ray tracing within the game. So that's been a highly touted technical feature for the next generation of consoles. So one of the first titles out of the gate that's going to seemingly support that is Watch Dogs Legion. So I'm pretty excited to see, you know, what that's going to lo look like, you know, 4K, ho hopefully 60 FPS, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, another great thing is we finally got a date for Watchdog Legions and it will launch on October 29th on the Xbox One, PlayStation 4, PC and Google Stadia. Again, once we know the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X launch dates, I'm sure we'll hear more information around the, the patch or the, uh, the upgrade that each of those games are going to get free of charge. The next title we saw was Hyperscape, which is Ubisoft's answer to the Battle Royale space, I guess you could sort of view it as. Hyperscape goes uh, into beta and it comes as no surprise is that the shooter will go into open beta shortly after the technical test concludes. The game is now available for free of charge to all PC players and a battle pass is coming soon, so keep that in mind. Finally, uh, one of the games I'm most excited about, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, we saw the female version of the protagonist. You can play as a male or a female throughout the game. And they also confirmed that no matter what point you are within the game, you can actually change your gender. So if you decide halfway through the game, hey, I want to switch to uh, you know a male Eivor or a female Eivor, off you go. So it's pretty cool. They kind of chalk that up to the fact that, hey, you're in an the Animus and you can change who you are and the way you look at any point sort of playing into that sci-fi side of things but it's pretty cool the fact that you can you can change uh, the gender of your 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 main character uh we also got a look at how raids full-on castle assaults and even viking weddings uh will be carried out within the game um the combat for me was one of the standouts, especially during the new trailer. Uh, we saw elements such as dual wielding weapons like axes, swords, and the fact you can even dual wield shields. It's it's pretty exciting and it looks like a it looks like a, a pretty interesting element coming into the series. And again, the multi-tiered battles in the castle assaults look interesting. Uh, much like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, there will be a big, you know, boat-based or naval-based combat side to things. So that's gonna be quite interesting to see how how that all plays out but again it's all about recruiting uh fellow vikings to your cause and leading raids through through medieval england so much like the i don't know i don't know if any of our listeners out there have watched the uh history channels vikings uh, i love that show so i'm really really excited to see if a lot of uh characters from the show actually translate into people that you meet within the game and it stays true you know to the historical beats as the assassin's creed series has i'm super excited for it the wait is not too long assassin's creed valhalla was also confirmed to be coming november the 17th 2020 for xbox one ps4 pc and of course uh, google stadia and again coming to next gen consoles offering players a free upgrade to soup up the graphics and other elements so this is a trend I like that Ubisoft is doubling down on, hey, if you buy our game this gen, we're going to give you a free upgrade uh, next gen. So it's it's a, it's a great way because I, I remember going from Xbox 360 to Xbox One with Assassin's Creed Black Flag. I actually had to buy it on the 360 and then buy it on the, the Xbox One. So it, it's pretty cool the fact that it just all it all shifts over. Yeah, I was going to say like um, beginning of this of this gen, um, they have the $10 upgrade, right? So any games that you you bought on 
on uh, 360 or uh, or PS3. Like a lot of them, you could upgrade for ten bucks. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Like it was, yeah. You could. So um, so I'm I'm glad that they sort of dropped the ten bucks and they're just giving it to us for free. But I always felt like the ten bucks was kind of like a nickel and diming, a little slap in the face, right? But uh, um, yeah, I'm super excited for uh, you know. For, for those games all coming free of charge. Yeah, 100%. I, I wonder how the saves work. I'm really hoping, again, to have the free upgrade. You can't complain too much, but it would be pretty awesome if uh, with the Series X and the PS5, if you could just pick up where you left off last gen. Again, I, I don't I don't think that would be technically too much to ask for, but you know, if you've got to restart it, you've got to restart it. But at the same time, I don't know. I, w- I wonder if there's going to be sort of an official announcement in the way of saves and progress and things like that. But that remains to be seen. But it'll be exciting if, if they can figure out a way to sort of uh, make that work. Uh, next up, the big announcement. And again, this was spoiled. I feel like for Ubisoft Forward, their big announcement was Far Cry 6. But again, the leakers, man, the leakers like to kill the the the, the fun of these events. Uh, because with Far Cry 6, the big surprise announcement was Giancarlo Esposito Sito, who you're, you may know as Gus Fring from Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. He also was in The Mandalorian. He's like the quintessential villain. He is now the lead villain in Far Cry 6. Cannot wait for his performance. Based on the short, you know, little CG teaser that we saw Mr. Esposito's character, he's an extremely skilled actor. We saw that carry over within a very, very short trailer. And again, I find, I find that with Far Cry, they always focus on the villain, and the villains are extremely fleshed out. They offer some of the most incredibly <laughs> odd, odd cut scenes, and just you know, mind blowing moments of just you know, like the father and the last Far Cry. He would offer some sort of offer um, some insights that would just make you sit back and go, "Whoa, that is that is messed up." So with having someone like uh, Giancarlo Esposito as a main villain for Far Cry Six, I'm absolutely psyched. And the fact that he essentially is playing a, a sorry a dictator again, no one is going to want to say this, but it looks it looks extremely like Cuba, the fictional island of Yara, uh, for the setting for the next game. Based on what I've seen so far, it looks like people are trying to overthrow uh, uh, Mr. Esposito's character. At some point, you know, you as a character will step in. An actor widely known for playing a strong villain, and hey, Far Cry is all about wanting to take down a strong villain. What's great, we have yet another uh, release date. Far Cry 6 will be available February 18th, 2021 for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC, as well as the Stadia. So it's going to be a pretty exciting uh, year. And what's great is that we're finally getting a next-gen roadmap out of this you know we, we finally have ubisoft's lineup we just now need a, a release date for the playstation 5 and xbox series x anyhow lots to look forward to in the next few months ubisoft also confirmed that there will be another forward event later this year so who knows what they have in store there we could be seeing more of these top four big titles maybe something completely new i'm excited you should be too but for now that's all we've got for you on this episode of down to play I'm Dapper Tux. And I'm Next Gen Player. You can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at Dapper underscore Tux and at Next Gen Player. That's all one word. We are always down to play. Down to play.